The following presentation was recorded at the Buddhist Society of Victoria, Malvern East, Australia. Please visit our website at bsv.net.au. Good. Okay, very good. Nice to see everybody. My name is Ajahn Modito. I'll be doing the guided meditation today. Everybody okay with the heat? Um, it's like, should we turn the aircon on for like 22 or something? Uh, if we put it on, like say it's throwing far away so people don't get f frozen here. And But whatever, if you feel okay, I'm fine. I'm just thinking sometimes if you have a bit cooler, you're a bit more bright. You might get really tired. You must have have a long day. You don't have to put it too cool. Uh, just put it like 22 and low. Yeah. Oh, you're closing the windows. Yeah. Very good. I usually like 22 myself, but I mean, I don't know. If you get too cold, then you start getting cold. Very good. Nice to see everybody. It's that. I have a very pleasant feeling today. It feels really nice here today. So it's really nice to see so many people here coming to coming to the meditation class. And I think a lot of people you you know the benefits of meditation. I'm trying to feel what I should be teaching today, but I'm not sure I'm getting any feeling. I'm getting feeling that it's going to be. Um, so I'm going to be teaching now for 15 minutes, some, uh, something like that, talking for 15 minutes, and um, then we... Do a bit of a guided meditation. There will be a silence there for half an hour. Whenever whenever you're starting feeling restlessness coming up in your meditation, don't worry about it too much. It's good to be able to learn to look at the restlessness in your mind and not to react too much on it. It's a very common thing what you have in, we have in our minds to have restlessness. It's one of those things which really, it's quite disturbing. It's very easy to bite into that story. I'm, re I'm restless. But if you're able to learn to look at it, you are really on the first steps of mastering your own mind. Restlessness is one of those things where Sometimes it's so subtle and it's sort of, you bite into the, we, sometimes in Buddhism we have this almost mystical figure called Mara. It's, sometimes we could say it's like a little devil which follows you everywhere. We bite into that story, what the Mara is trying to tell us. You bite into the story of, I'm restless, I want to do something. And sometimes it's so subtle that you move before you even notice that you moved, that there was restlessness there. 
you're running away from yourself. And I do it as well. It's not, it's not that you are doing, you are any different than rest of you, rest of us. Maybe it gets too loud if you have an automatic. Could you put it on, put it on uh, quiet? Otherwise, I, otherwise it goes back and back and forth. Sorry to bother you too much. Okay, <laughs> Chin does work. Yeah, that's fine. I understand you're working on it. But the, so what happens when you're going to meditate? You have irritation. We call it restlessness in, in Buddhism. These are sort of a bit of a jargon. It's something which irritates in your mind and it's, it's so subtle that you don't realize. Oh, Chint, could you, oh, are you working on it? Could you put it a little bit lower? The, so, oh, is it really? Oh, it just kicked in. Oh, can you? Oh, right. It, maybe that's why. Sorry. Let's see how, how restless I am. Um, yeah, sorry about that. I'm, you're trying to do your best. I'm giving orders here. That's what Mara actually does. I, I tell you a story about where does Mara live? You know, there's a, Mara has a place where he lives, or she. I'm not sure. What's, it's probably for females and she, and for us it's males. Mara lives in this in heavenly world. It's actually a, it's a Devaloka. And there is, a, there is one place where people, uh, people uh, there's Devas who create, and there's a lot of happiness for the Devas who create. Mara lives just above that Devaloka. Mara is the one who controls the creators. That's even higher happiness. Mara is the control freak. So that's me now trying to control. But that's actually you as well, going back to the restlessness. You are trying to control your own mind. You are trying to control your own restlessness. We don't try to control here when the restlessness comes, there's this subtle irritation in your mind, and just I don't, I just want to move. Hanging there for a little while, give yourself a little bit of distance. Have a little bit of mindfulness. We always teach mindfulness, mindfulness. What is mindfulness? Just see your own mind a little bit. Have a little distance to that movie you're playing in your mind before you move. I don't want to. I want to move. I'm telling you, we're going to be start, I go silent in 15 minutes, and we, or I do a guided meditation, then I go silent. Five minutes is fine. Ten minutes, then you start hearing this. You start moving. That's fine. Moving is fine. I'm not saying it's... But have a little bit of mindfulness. There's irritation in my mind. I'm seeing anger arising. Look at it, then move. It's fine. We're not here to sit like a statue for an hour. That, that won't get you anywhere. Mindfulness will get you somewhere. Have a bit of awareness what's happening on your mind. Otherwise, you're just straight dreaming. You're just dreaming along, dreaming along. I'm, everything is silent. I'm just going to drift off. Let's start watching movies. Yeah. Let's my, watch my movies. Have a lot of distance to those movies. Try to have a bit of a more... Ajahn Brahm calls it really nicely. He calls it, if you combine kindness and mindfulness, 
you get kindfulness. Have a bit of awareness, mindfully aware, but add kindness into that, add sweetness. Be kind to that thing, the Mara in your mind. The Mara is trying to control. That's the control freak. That's fine, that's fine. Just look at it with kindness. Mindfulness comes from that. The awareness of something is happening in your mind. In Always it comes, people come to us and say, oh, I cannot meditate. I, you know, I'm sure everybody else knows how to meditate. No, no, none of you know how to meditate. Don't worry about it. Even I don't know how to meditate. You know what the problem is? You are there. Same for me. I'm Ajahn Mudito. I don't know how to meditate. Because that's doing something. Sure, you don't know how to meditate, of course. Try to have a distance to that self a little bit. Things will be fine. Don't do things. Don't control. Be kind. This is what we're doing here. Sure, there's tiredness coming. There's all kinds of things happening. You start daydreaming. There will be restlessness coming. Try to have a little bit of five seconds, ten seconds, maybe five minutes if you're really good at it. Try to have patience with kindness. Right? How difficult is this thing we're doing? It's not very difficult. Yet it is. The only thing I'm asking you to do, relax. 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 How difficult it is? It's not difficult in the beginning. Well, you will start drifting. You will start getting irritated. You will start getting restless. Try to remember. What do you have to do? Nothing. That's the best. Second best, be kind. You can't be kind, have patience. If you can't have patience, the worst thing you do, bite your teeth together, put your tongue against the roof of your mouth, sweat it out, I'm gonna sit here for 45 minutes, no one's gonna hear, I'm gonna move. Yeah, that's an option. Don't do that. But that's the worst option you can do. The best thing is just to relax. Relax. With kindness. But you have options. I give you all the options. I hope when, I, when we wake up, when we wake up, I hope you don't go to sleep, but when we open our eyes, I don't see sweat running down your cheeks and you'll be pressing the tongue against the roof of your mouth and holding your fist up and meditating like I mean it. No. Be kind. I had this one time I was teaching in a prison. 
I'm not going to talk too much longer, otherwise this becomes just my, one of my Dhamma talks. I was teaching one time in, in prison in Perth, and we had this one group who were, they had anger problems. It was like a group of, it was quite a lot of men, and I guess that's the reason they ended up in prison. They they grew up with, they had a lot of resentment and they had a lot of anger problems, and then they they go through these courses, so this was the group of anger management group and they had this we had this he was quite a burly middle-aged man and he was sitting right next to me and I could see he was he had anger oh boy he had anger he was clenching his fist and he was he's biting his his jaws together and he was really angry looking when he didn't want to be there and I was just going, started to go like, oh, just relax, close your eyes, you know, like you do this like really nicely <laughs> talking. And I was like, once in a peak, open my eyes a little bit, I could see he's just fuming there. And then like, and then I, we do this body scan a little bit, relax your whole body, different parts of body. And then I was like, I said, oh, even if you have a little bit of, if you feel like you're clenching your fist, just relax your fist. And he just pulled it up. He got up and I heard the chair move and I was like, he's gonna come and punch my lights out of me now. I'm in trouble. But then I just, I heard him got up and then just, he just started running towards the door. I was like, oh, that was, that was a relief. He had so much anger that I told him to relax, let it go, let it go. Just you don't have to clench your fist. And he could not take it. He had so much anger inside of him. I'm sure he had something terrible things happen to him in his life. You probably have it slightly less. I hope. But I tell you, a lot of us, we have that. There's the irritation might come. You start fidgeting your bum there. Just look at it for a while with kindness. Let's try that, okay? I don't want to hear fidgeting. No, just kidding. You're fidgeted, that's fine. You can move. But try to be kind. Kindfulness is the best way to do this thing. So, now, make sure your bum is nice and soft and gentle. Your back. Back doesn't have to be straight. It has to be relaxed. And then now the lights are going down. It's time to ease into the mind domain. I'm sure you all had a many things you had to do today. But now I will try to take you to a little holiday away from the little world of yours. We all know how nice it is when you've been working hard and you went away for a holiday. The distance make a difference sometimes. 
That's the reason you came here to the Buddhist society. You could have meditated home, but you put the effort to come here. Feel the comfort of that seat you, you're sitting on. Feel the softness. Feel your whole body as a soft entity. The body will take care of itself, if you allow it. Your body has all kind of energies and they just have to settle down. The best thing, the most kind thing you can do to your body is allowed to relax with awareness. If you just want to go to sleep every time you're stressed, that thing will follow to you. Sleep. You will have worries in your sleep. So that's why we need to learn to relax mindfully with awareness. And the best way to be aware is to be kind towards anything what comes up. So let's start again from the beginning. Close your eyes if they're not closed already. And make sure you're nicely planted on your seat. You can still move if you feel tension somewhere. Make sure your clothing are nice and soft. We have quite a while to go. So make sure you are comfortable. It's going to be fun. It's going to be soft and kind. Just have your hands relaxed. There is no formal way to meditate. Same with your back. Don't be too rigid.
you can be as relaxed as possible. If you fall asleep because you were tired, that's fine. The awareness will come back. Don't worry about it. Just keep breathing to your stomach. Long breaths. Feel that relax. Soft air moving in and out to your body. You actually Breathing into your stomach by putting a little bit of effort into it. Just relax, relax. I have nothing to do. Nowhere to go. Let your shoulders sink down. Your right shoulder is pulled by the hand, right hand. Same with your left shoulder. And if you allow those shoulders to relax, hopefully your whole back feels nice and soft. And your shoulders droop. Relax. It's almost like you're giving a mental massage. Kindness towards your shoulders. Same with your neck. Our necks get tired quite often. A lot of tension around your neck. Oh, how nice it is to be kind towards your neck. Even if there's tension. Just think to yourself, what is the most kind thing I can do to my neck? And whatever the body wants to do, if it wants to turn or move the neck around, allow it, because the body knows what to do. Give your neck kindness. Whatever he wants to do. And then let it settle between the shoulders. And same with your whole back. If he wants to stretch out, 
allow it. If he wants to troop, allow it. We're here to relax, not to get more tense. Is there anything else in your body what needs attention? Just feel your body. Even if it's anything else which you need to adjust. Do I feel fine? Give your body kindfulness with kind, gentle awareness. Look at your body like it was your best friend. Feel your body like you would want it to be healthy. Be kind towards your body and it will relax. Now I want to point you out what silent is. If you have recognized silence, you don't know what it is. But if I speak to you, with small pauses, you start seeing the silence between the sentences, between the words. That is silence. Between the ver words, that is the silence in your mind. See how pleasurable that is if your mind is quiet. Recognize that.
And if some point you start drifting into your world, don't worry about it. Be kind towards that. Remember today, we are doing kindfulness meditation. So when I go silent in some points, and the mind starts drifting, the best thing to do be kind towards those thoughts. And they will disappear on their own. Now I stay silent for a while and then I try to check back with you and take you deeper. But see if you can be aware with kindness. What you are aware, it doesn't matter. Whatever is in your mind.
Try to identify the object what comes to your mind. Is it confusion? That's your object. Tiredness? That's your object. Thinking? Those are your objects. Why, what are you going to do with it? Be kind towards that.
Being careful, don't bite into the restlessness. Just give your mind freedom. You are relaxed. You might start seeing the mind start slowing down, but there's always something which is moving. That's the breath. Look at very carefully your breath. Look at it. It doesn't belong to you either. There's just movement somewhere look at the breath with kindly eyes like you would look at your own child or your Grandmother, which you want to smile at. You look at the breath with smile. It smiles back at you. Just rest, rest on that breath, let it soothe you. And if it doesn't stay with you, never mind. 
wherever the object is, be kind towards that. That's the fasted way. And then rest again on a breath for a while. If he stays with you, wonderful.
getting to the end of the meditation. Now is the time to really relax for a few more minutes. Really enjoy this quietness for a couple more minutes. Now feel your body for a while, from head to toe, from shoulder to shoulder. Does it feel more relaxed than it was a while ago? Does it feel more healthy? Feel your face, all the muscles in your face. cheekbones, the muscles around your eyes, it's a good indicator how your mind is.
how does your mind feel like? Look at the positive aspects of your mind. The quietness. The softness in your mind. Can you feel the quiet mind? How nice it is to have Quiet minds. Now I will ring the bell. Try to listen to the bell for a while and then start coming back to this world. Thank you so much for being here with me. I hope you had a good journey. <laughs> I certainly felt pretty relaxed. Um, is there any questions online or anybody in the audience wants to punch the light out of me? If you have any comments, please, it would be nice. If you want to go, please, you can go. Uh, I'm, I'm here to um, answer anybody if you have anything. Thank you very much, Ajahn. Thank if you, If you have a question here in the hall, please feel free to either come up or I can actually bring the microphone to you if you just raise your hand. Um, but we'll try to alternate one question from the room with one of the online questions. There are a few. Uh, questions there from our online audience too. Very good. Let me ask you this. Um, did anybody manage to see the subtleness of the restlessness? How subtle it is? Sometimes it just comes and you don't catch it. Does, does anybody caught it? 
Nobody? Okay, I'm a failure. What to do? It's not your fault, it's my fault. And if, if I cannot teach, it's my fault. I feel bad. Anyway, so, um, yeah, it's it's a very, very subtle thing, that restlessness, isn't it? You probably did notice that, how it just comes and you almost catch it afterwards. It's like, oh, I was, yeah, yeah, that was the restlessness. It creeps into you. you we, we tend to lose the mindfulness, so it's quite interesting. But, um... It, it, you get better at it, but there's no really. Don't be too mindful with ag aggressively mindful kindness. It is really the past, the fastest way, and to see the restlessness or tiredness or anger there or whatever it's in your mind, whatever the object is. Sometimes you quite often yes, you're too late. The restlessness was there, and you just sort of oh yep, I was restless, and I, I moved. But at least you got it then. At least you got that far. At least you recognize what it is. Out there, most people don't even really know what restlessness is. You just plow along the whole day without even noticing. We don't really label things. That's a there is um, that's a sort of uh, Buddhist method as well. There's a what they call label labeling. That's the Burmese. Uh, vipassana tradition we don't really do that but we sort of look at it we recognize it it's sort of labeling but do we look at it with kindness that's part of the mindfulness anything came up in a, so usually when somebody starts you some you can just ask anything and then one starts and then there's other questions so there's apparently there that's very kind of you thank you so much Thank you. I found initially that it wasn't irritation, it wasn't restlessness, it was irritation that yep. I felt. And I was irritated with you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Because yep. I wanted greater quiet. Yep, yep. And I found myself wanting sure. to go into that quietness. Mm -mm -mm. And your voice was disturbing me. Yep, yeah. And then it wasn't until quite late in the meditation that I started to observe the entity that was irritated with you. Yep, yep. And then it became much better. Sure, so, thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, that's good. That's fine. I've, I've definitely experienced it myself. <laughs> See, Rajiv, uh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, uh, this, and um, that's the thing. You just sort of... Uh, irritation or that and I definitely cannot take it personally it's not my fault it's not really your fault either it's just and I've experienced the same thing and it's like it's just uh, I remember one time I, w I started this journey I, I lived in New York and and uh, I started this you know, I went to the guided meditations there and I had the same thing like many things come up and one of them is that you're you just want to go start drifting along and I just want to be daydreaming. You don't even recognize that. And then the teacher keeps pulling you back or says something and you just get irritated about it. If you want to just be, be in quiet place, it's just like, yeah, you could just sit in your, in your bedroom. What's the point of being here? 
But it's a it's the job of the teacher. Sometimes you bring it back, and you like recognize the the drifting. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's really it's a good observation, and yeah, and you see perhaps the negativity in your mind, and you be then kind towards that. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, no, that's good. I like that. And sometimes, yeah, you know, we. Sometimes we talk too much. Sometimes they talk not enough. And some teachers say too many things. And sometimes people, you know, I I cannot just come to meditation and stay silent here for forty five minutes. It defeats the purpose. Yeah. But um, so it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. Now it's the online question. Yep. Thank you, Ajahn. The first online question is. Ajahn, can you please share your own experience on how to apply Buddhism to overcome the five hindrances in meditation to motivate us that even monastics still find these hindrances in practice? Mm -hmm. um, five hindrances, I, um, they never are all there at the same time. Whatever the hindrance or you know you you could have anger you could have lust you could have ill will anger ill will you could have whatever comes to your mind it's one thing at a time there is sort of antidotes to those things but quite often the best thing is to recognize that if you don't recognize that your mind tends to go towards ill will, if you don't recognize that your mind tends to go towards restlessness, the mindfulness is not there. The first step is to actually recognize what's happening in your mind. It sometimes, it tends to come sometimes a little bit behind. Yeah, you, like you recognize it afterwards, like yes, there was that ill will like you said or perhaps some of you had restlessness or tiredness you tend to be a little bit behind but when the clarity gets better when you you have more mindfulness you tend to recognize them sharper you are more aware you start seeing that it's coming it's coming and you are more able to let it go, more able to be kind towards that already. Kindfulness. You are almost like you're more awake. Yep, I can see it, it's coming. Yep, okay, that's danger. I have ill will towards somebody. It's not their fault. It's my fault. It's it, my fault. It's, it's a wrong way. It's, I can see the danger in it. Or restlessness. Quite often even, we tend to be tired and we get annoyed by it. But once you start waking up, the tiredness is there perhaps because you're physically tired, mentally tired, you've been working all day. But you don't need to be angry about it. We are changing our attitude slowly, slowly by being aware of whatever comes in your mind. It doesn't work all the time, and it doesn't work 
Some, or sometimes it works or sometimes it doesn't work. But we just have to keep at it. We have to keep at it. If you meditated one time and it didn't seem to work and you stop, that's the worst thing you can do. There's no failing in meditation. Failure is that when you stop. Failure is to stop being aware, be kind, all of those things. That's the only way you can fail in this practice. Um, but look, yeah, we have these things like the hindrances. It's almost this Buddhist jargon, jargon thing. I don't know what, if I want to go too deeply into it, but I'm telling you, I've been with Ajahn Brah for a long time, and in the beginning, I was I was asking, surely there's something to do when I'm meditating. No, don't do anything. No, no, but I look, I'm I'm really I'm like I'm going crazy. Should I? It's like no, don't do anything. There's nothing you can do. This is not a technique. What you can change? Your attitude. That's what we're changing here. We can force you to go towards the breath. It becomes this game. No, no, just go back to breath. Go back to the breath. I'm, I'm telling you. I give you this instructions, five minutes, we relax the body, then I just give you instruction, just go back to the breath. What happens? Can you keep the breath? Does it stay with you? No, it won't. It won't. Why? Because you're being aggressive. It's a very, very subtle object. It's a very, very uninteresting object. Until it becomes interesting. It will become interesting when you are very, very relaxed and very happy. It is there and it just stays with you. You can stay with your breath all afternoon. You can. Because it's really nice. You're hanging out with your best friend. It's really nice. But it won't stay with you if you're being aggressive with it. Or if you're being restless with it. Or if you're trying to hold on to it. It won't, hold, it won't stay with you. It's with the same with the hindrances. Very good. Anything else? We take somebody from audience. Good. Yes. No. Are you sure you should? Okay. Somebody else. Nobody else. Nothing else to ask. Yes. Another brave winner. Did you Did you know that the Buddha said if if you want to be wise, is the the best way to be smart is to ask questions. And it's this asking questions, being inquisitive, being a, having a mind which is wants to you know wants to figure things out. That's the fastest way to be smart. Okay, what's the question? Um, I was noticed myself drifting off and dreaming. What what recommendations do you have when we notice that happening? Because I felt that I was too I was scared to relax because oh, I would okay. likely I thought that I would just fall asleep. Right. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. You're scared. Um, 
Yeah, I, I know that feeling as well. <laughs> Especially when you're teaching here, you start hearing me snoring. It's like, like uh, I, I actually topped my nose into the, and I had to pull myself back because I, I, I thought I was gonna fall asleep. But um, well, uh, like I said, really, it doesn't matter if you're not off. You that mindfulness tends to come back. The just go into that sort of dream world a little bit it will really it will come back don't be too scared about it don't too too worried about it i would never tell anybody to get up and then just try to stay awake no that's that's way too much doing um if you're scared about falling asleep you know just smile at it really that's the best way to be kind towards something. If you see somebody you really want to be kind towards, you smile at them. At least I do. I, I see a little, you know, little girl here yesterday. It was such a beautiful girl. I dressed up really nicely. And you, you just smile because it's like, wow, it's a, it's a nice little, you know, kid running around it's just so happy so if you just have that attitude it's like yeah it's like i'm drifting that's fine yeah i will come back don't worry about it be kind towards that all right online question thank you Ajahn. Uh, the next question from online is uh, i would like to check is there any recommendation for awareness of the body parts, how often this practice would be too much, how often too little? I got the. I didn't get the first part. Is there any what? Any recommendation for how much awareness of the body parts is how much appropriate? How much is too much, and how much too little? Um, that's an interesting question. Um, the. I'm not sure with the body parts. I'm, uh, the, 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 okay, I'll, I'll put it this way. My teacher, Ajahn Brahm, always tells us, okay, yes, you need to relax the body, but don't hang out too long with the body. You get into the habit of doing, just never being able to let the body go. If you do the body scanning too long, that's the best advice I can give because, I mean, he's my teacher and I should believe what he says um, it's good to hang out with the body in the beginning it's good to feel the body in the sense that you've you've it's a very physical thing you you have that when you're physically relaxing your body you are being aware you're mindful you're doing something kind towards the body and the kindness grows from that but if you can let the body dis dissolve, almost like disappear. The mind tends to come back to your body quite often. If the breath doesn't hold you, if your mind is not bright enough, the, money, the, the mind al alternates between your sort of body in this kind of physical feelings and the drifting off. You go into this, the dream world, you're, you're daydreaming. It alternates between those two. 
But eventually, if you are in a comfortable seat, you, you learn to be comfortable and you, you, you are kind towards the body, it starts to disappear. It's almost like it's like a ghost. It's almost like it's air. It's like, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's just really, really soft. And the movement between body and the mind starts disappearing. The mind doesn't start going, it, the mind doesn't go to this, the body anymore, because the body has faded away to a degree. It's there. And the movement of the mind at that point starts fading away as well. And what's left of the movement? It's the breath. The breath is moving, and that's why the mind goes for the breath. The mind wants to find something which is changing, going, moving, something. So it is, it's just all over the place. It's looking for some kind of thing. It's, it doesn't naturally just fall into this quietness. And that's why we have breath meditation, because the breath is moving. Somebody asks, sometimes people ask us, you know, I can see that, I can feel the... Uh, the the heart, for example, can I can I concentrate on? Can I you know look at the the uh, the heartbeat and all that? I, it tends to come sometimes strong for other some people, and we always said no, no, don't do that. Don't get into habit of looking into your heartbeat. If even if it comes stronger, just start, try to stay away from that. The reason being is it's difficult to drop that. If it starts, if you get really used to meditating like that. What happens when it starts disappearing? You feel like you're dying. Because you concentrate on your body for a lot of time, long time, if that becomes your habit. Don't get that in that kind of habit. If it almost starts feeling like when the, then it feels like if the body disappears, it's like you're dying. But if you allow the body to dissipate, fade off, you get comfortable in this kind of, it becomes like a, like I said, it almost feels like a ghost. It feels like a, something soft, really gentle thing. It's just resting, you know. You allow it to disappear. It's, it, you don't, it doesn't bother you. And that's why the breath is it's a good object. It's a bit strange when it dis, the breath disappears as well, if, you, it's, if it's really strongly with you, because you, ha, you don't have an object for a while, but then... That changes as well, but just learn to be kind. Whatever the object is, I mean, like I said, this is not really a technique. The best thing is to be kind. See the irritation, see the restlessness, see the tiredness, see the uh, anxiety, see all those things and be kind towards that. That's the best thing you can do. Very good. Yep. Anything else on the audience? So oh, it's done. Five minutes. Going, going. Anything else? No. Okay. Oh, there is one. Okay. Cool. I like um, the decoration we have here today. Uh, thank you, thank you for the meditation. And just on the topic of restlessness, I get a lot of value out of meditating when I 
do do it, but um, you know, want to do more, especially when I get a, a lot out of it. But I don't know what what else to really what else to do, how to follow on from it. When you get a lot of out of it, well. The, yeah, that's the problem. So quite often we don't see the value of it. The, the the value comes from this. Over the years, it's. I always like the idea that this is a path of happiness because when you when you leave something behind, you look at it. Quite often you see, oh, I'm so glad that that has disappeared. So in that sense, you start seeing those things, whatever it was in your mind those things start to bother you less and less and that's the value so you start recognizing what some point one point you just look at it, it's like you you haven't had this kind of mind for a while it's like oh that's a relief whatever that was for me it's doubt for you it might be different just that so you you can only see that when it has disappeared. When you're in somewhere, you don't even see that you are carrying it everywhere. You don't even realize how heavy those things have been because you always had it. You had it for such a long time that you don't even realize what a relief it was that when it disappeared. And if you can have the distance meditation, it's good, but even if it doesn't doesn't work, seemingly, it will work if you keep at it. If you just keep at practicing mindfulness with kindness. Meditation doesn't want to... We, we really don't want it to be this kind of rigid sitting practice where you're grinding your teeth and that, that becomes the, uh, the sitting practice. Just learn to relax. Be kind towards your mind. And that's mindfulness. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's good to recognize that the, the benefits. But sometimes it takes a bit of, you know, sustained effort. But when the when the benefits you start noticing the benefits you see, well, that's really nice. It's nice that it something has faded away. But you can only see it once it has faded away. Thank you. No worries. I think I start drifting off myself back to my room. Unless there's something else and I can let you drift off back to your world as well. Thank you very much, Ajahn. No worries. It's nice to see everybody. It's so nice that so many people came. So I was really happy.